0: I am done watching you fuck up your life. I am done watching you be small. I can't do it anymore. So we're talking about where you're toxic and where it fucking comes from and how to heal it. Sit down and listen up. Recovering Toxic, let's go. Welcome back to Recovering Toxic. You're with me, Dime, and my soul sister, Bex. How are you?
1: Good. How are you?
0: I'm great, thanks. I'm super glad to have you back here. Glad to be back. Good, good. All right. So let's get into it. Um, We're going to give you a little bit of a warning. We started off this podcast gentle, believe it or not. Like We're moving into this softly and slowly moving into a deeper sense of raw energy. The whole point of this podcast is to trigger you. The whole point of this podcast, not that we're like, hey, here's a trigger, but if you get triggered, you're fucking welcome because it gives you an opportunity to go look in the mirror and figure out what wants to be healed within you. You have an opportunity to look deep at yourself and say, why am I being reactionary? What am I actually feeling? And how am I going to navigate this instead of projecting it forward, right? Which leads me into the conversation we're having today. We're going to talk about toxic vulnerability. We're going to talk about how your vulnerability is creating a toxic outcome and how you are the one creating that. So let's define what toxic vulnerability is first. There's a huge difference between authentic vulnerability and toxic, right? Authentic vulnerability is when you're like, this is what I'm feeling right now. What's the solution here? This is what I'm navigating through. I'm uncertain of the solution. So we're just gonna talk to like communication style in the beginning here. Toxic vulnerability is when you are somehow creating some sort of victimization or over-expressing or over communicating one of my caregivers was phenomenal at that when i was a child and then i became a master at it so i joke but don't joke like every person every lover that i've had in the past that we dated longer than two weeks oh i'm so sorry (laughs) because i would just like beat the dead horse over and over and over again right that's being toxic with your vulnerability when we're coming to a problem and we're like okay It could look like this or it could look like that. And and here's what I'm really concerned about. And we start to long wind it. And we move into victimization. We're just rocking the boat. We're not fixing anything. When we, and this is my analogy to how I navigate with my partner and my children now. I flip the boat. So whenever I have something that is needing to be solutioned, I come forward with my vulnerability in a very straightforward way very communicative. What's the solution? Here's what I think works. What do you want to do about it? Flip the boat. But I give them a bit of a warning. I know to not sit. If you imagine it like a little rowboat and you're sitting in that conversation with someone, the moment you grab the the sides of that boat and you start to overexpress yourself, you start to beat around the bush. You start to be like, well, you know, I don't really sleep well, so therefore I can't do this. And oh, you know, like, this is how I sort of, want to navigate this situation, but you know, I've got this going on and I've got that going on. So I'm really not sure what to do. I'll pick on some of the real life examples that I have here. It's so overwhelming with like all of my schooling and my job. And I'm just, I don't know how to navigate my life. And it's just that I'm going through this and I'm just really exhausted. And this is what I'm experiencing. And it's like, what, what's the fucking problem? What are we fixing here? Like you have a choice to energetically pour into fake toxic vulnerability, or you have a choice to pour all of your energy into what's going to make me feel better. What's going to make me thrive. So when we get all long winded about it, we start to rock the boat. The person you're having the conversation with is going to tune out 100% tune out. I know I did when my caregivers were being vulnerable with their talk to- or toxic with their vulnerability i was like i don't even fucking hear what you're saying anymore and just like when is this conversation going to be over and like when is the conversation going to be over like what do you actually need right now so now my approach is i'm going to flip the boat you can choose to get back into the boat with me and we can find a solution or you can swim to shore and take a time out and i can row over to you when you're ready again so i approach my conversations on here's what i'm actually concerned about this is what i think the solution might be what do you feel the solution is that's my approach now with everything with my clients with my children with my partner with myself with everything and then when we look at even in social media like the comments that we get on a lot of our we have a lot of different podcasts going on right now so recovering toxic this one here is for really it's in the title, right? So obviously this is what <laughs> we're doing. But we've got a whole bunch of other series and it's like TikTok, like, all the things, YouTube, all the things. So we get like all these toxic vulnerable posts. Like, um, I, I don't want to pick on anyone in particular because I don't want to be that triggering. I used to have, I used to experience a really, really challenging um, autoimmune disorder. Very, very challenging. And my toxic way of being vulnerable was constant complaining. Like, oh, it's so hard. I'm not sleeping. Oh, I'm in so much pain. It's so, it's so challenging for me to move through this. Oh, I'd love to do that. People do it with money. This is like a game changer on your finances. This is where you're being toxic with your vulnerability with money. Oh, well, I've got this bill I have to pay for. And it's, you know, I've got to pay this much. And I only make this much. And life is so hard with all of these, these bills that I have and all this. So I can't really come out to dinner tonight. Oh my God, what are you creating? What are you creating? That's not a financial priority for me. So I'm moving on. That's that's vulnerability. That's truth. That's solution focused. Yeah, it's not really, it's not on the top of my priority list. So I'm going to skip this one, invite me next time. Everything that you're pouring into with your conversation, with your words, with your thoughts, you are adding to that outcome, right? So let's talk about like, how do you want to navigate this conversation now? You want to talk about like where we learned it from? You want to talk about how we navigated out of it? What do you want to do here? Yeah, all of it.
1: all of it. Um, mine was a pretty similar situation as yours. Like my caregiver was walking toxic vulnerability. and they just wanted us to, you know, feel for her and give her give her the love that she was really craving. And, you know, had a really tough upbringing as well. And, you know, and I did the same thing and very unconsciously, you know, about my money, about my failed relationships, about, you know, anything that I wanted love, attention towards, mm-hmm. that's what I would, that's I would and all the time, you know, and if you're having a bad day, you know, your friend's like, oh, let's go get a drink. And then you're literally both doing it. And it just becomes this toxic loop that you can't fucking get out of because you're just both being toxic vulnerable together and it, it brings you nowhere mm-hmm. and i had to learn to just sit with myself figure out where the hell this was coming from why and and give myself the love that i was seeking the attention that i was seeking and you know it's it's so much better when you actually do that first and then you figure that out And then you go talk to that person or yourself to figure out what the situation is. And boom, it's fucking healed.
0: Done. Yeah. That quick. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that you brought that up because I'm like reflecting as you're talking about it. I'm like, fuck man. This is why love doesn't work, guys. This is why loving relationships, like romantic relationships don't work. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll pick on myself because I'm real good at this. Every relationship that I went into, I would spew on and on and on about the health condition I had not because I want it to be a victim, but because I want it to receive love. I want it to receive nurturing. I want it to receive equal. I am my own man. I am independent. I am authoritative. I am a boss. I will take care of the shit I need to take care of. But you get to a point where can we make this 50-50, right? And the people that I chose to date because I didn't know better were weak people. I didn't date strong people. I didn't date independent people. That's a whole other conversation why that happens, but I would go into this relationship and feel the sense of in- inequality. I would feel unheard. I would feel misunderstood. And so I start to spew, either trying to fix a solution or trying to talk about what I was going through with my health in order for them to identify, oh my gosh, it's so hard for you. I'm here for you. How can I support you? And so I go on and on all like around it all over about finances, about my health, about my body, the perception of my body. Like, Oh my God, I'm too fat. I'm too this. Okay. That's a prime example. Do I look fat in this? I feel really fat today. Like, no, what you're actually looking for is for someone to validate you. You're looking to receive. So we are trained and conditioned to use vulnerability in such a toxic level, such a toxic way in order to get what we desire to receive, what we require to receive. We all require to be heard, to be understood, to be seen, to be valued, to be loved, to be nurtured. These are human requirements. So instead of, you know, now I know better, you know, better do better, but I can look back and it's almost comical. Like it's almost ridiculous. I just like cringe. I'm like, holy fuck, man. Like what, what were you doing? We do it in the workplace. We do it everywhere, right? And now I've learned, and that's all learned behavior. Like it's in your generations. It's 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 your your caregivers, your parents. It's their parents' caregivers. It goes on and on and on. It's just passed down. It's how we are taught to function. It's the same thing as you ever sit there eating a bag of chips and a little kid is there who likes potato chips. And instead of them asking for a fucking potato chip, they're like, oh, whoa, that looks really good. Potato chips are my favorite. Oh, wow, those smell really good. Yeah, that's my favorite flavor too. It's like ask for a fucking chip. Like we hint in and around because we are not taught that we can ask for needs to be met. And then we have this misconception on what vulnerability is. Vulnerability is you being brave enough to ask for your needs to be met. You being like, hey, I'm feeling a little body shaming today. Like I say to my partner all the time, like having one of those days where I'm body shaming, can you give me a hug? and a kiss on the neck, just tell me I'm beautiful. My partner's like, I got you. Sure. Sure, babe. No problem. And he like, it works. Problem solved. It's a me thing. And so you can ask for your needs to be met. Sometimes it's impossible to get out of the loop, right? Like when we're stressing about finances or we're stressing about how we're being perceived in the world or, or lack of love, or I don't fucking know, whatever. Sometimes it's really hard to get out of that loop. And so you can flip the boat and you can say, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I think is going to help me. Are you capable or willing to offer that to me right now? Done. Problem solved. Move on. Go live your best fucking life. Right. But we don't.
1: Oh, yeah. I'd beat around that bush. For fucking hours. And I just wanted that person to give me that validation because, you know, you're searching for love outside of yourself. And you just keep going and going and going. And they're getting more annoyed and more annoyed. And they're like, I'm not going to fucking validate you. You know, like Mm -hmm. they don't, um, most people don't know how to validate you or know what you're actually wanting. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And man, it felt so much better to cut that shit out and actually give. What I was craving to myself. It was really hard at first because I'm like, how do I do this? Mm -hmm. And it was just a lot of conversation between me, myself, and I, and Mm -hmm. just owning that within me. And damn, my surroundings just started changing big time after I did that.
0: I know you're one of those people who, like, I've never seen anyone change so fast. It's like you get a tool and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm putting this into motion. And all of a sudden it's like, holy shit. Like you manifest like mad. It blows my mind. It's like instantaneous for you. And it's because your vibration, your, your energy is so big. And it's like, you just like tweak it a little bit. It's like, bam, new result. Like, I love it. Whereas I like take like four or five days to figure out exactly what is going on. And then I process it. And then it's like, and then in a second, it's like. Okay, new reality brand new reality i just take a little bit longer to process it yeah or yeah i remember
1: I, I remember when i first started getting into it i literally avoided two car accidents my dental machine needed to be fixed i didn't get charged for it my truck wasn't working correctly took it in the shop it was fine you know and that all happened literally within two days and i'm like holy fucking shit!
0: i remember hell how. yeah
1: let's yeah. go yeah. And we realized that we were being toxic, vulnerable, literally at the same time. It was the weirdest thing. Like I figured it out and then boom, you're YouTube on it. And I'm like, whoa,
0: this yeah. is insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. For those that are brand new to this way of existing on earth, we teach here. Um, So at Diamond No Mentoring, which is our other company, this is Recovering Toxic. We teach that. There's five steps to creating your reality. Your belief creates an emotion, which creates a frequency, which creates a perception, which creates an outcome. So the outcome is always based off of what you believe in your subconscious, but that belief is going to create a a thought pattern and and a way we function in the world. So if you're functioning in this toxic level, your vibration is going to attract in more reasons to more of whatever it is that you're offering. So whatever you're offering, you're going to get more of. You're just going to keep receiving whatever you are. So when we're toxic and when we're confused and when we're trying to figure out, and it's so crazy to me because like I, I dropped all of that heavy, heavy toxic. I realized years and years and years ago, but then when it came to my partner and I beginning the process of cohabitating and merging our families, it surfaced again. And I didn't even know it surfaced. I started having conversations about like, okay, well, this is what, you know, how I like to keep the house and everything has a home and blah, blah, blah. And we we live a little bit differently, right? And so I started spewing and over-complicating and over-communicating my daughter's needs, his daughter's needs, pre-planning, damage control. Let's have a family meeting. And it was like, shut up. Like I was rocking the boat and he would get on the defense. So we would never solution. And I felt unresolved. And when I feel unresolved, I know I'm not the only one him in the comments when I feel unresolved, I'm going to keep bringing it up over and over and over again until I feel resolved. That's why women, especially why we keep going back to it. And the, our partners are like, Oh, <laughs> because we don't feel resolved. Like we don't, it's not resolved. If it was resolved, I wouldn't bring it up. So until, so we we're going through the cycle. Right. And then I was sitting in the hot tub with him and I was like, Oh shit. He's like, what babe? And I'm like, I'm going to flip the boat. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I'm going to stop beating around the bush. I'm getting sick of this being unresolved. So I'm just going to go right in for factual of what I'm actually afraid of and what our solution is. And he's like, all right, shoot, go. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I am terrified that the amazing peaceful harmony that I have in my home is going to get ruined by our two daughters living together, all our animals coming together, you and me coming together, And I'm not going to be able to tolerate it, so I'm going to be I'm going to be bitchy, and I'm not sure what to do and how to prevent that. And he was like, "Oh, actually, I've been thinking about that too. Here's what I was thinking." And then we had a solution within three minutes, and then we both felt resolved. And it was like, "Oh," but leading into that, I'd be like, "So, like, you know, when you bring your coats, are they going to go in this closet or that closet?" Like, I was just beating all over the place. I was just "Stop." Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My biggest thing was i had a fear of losing that person you know and and that's the thing you have to rock the boat and flip it and they either accept it or they don't and you have to be prepared for that and that's why you have to love and respect yourself so much because if that happens you know that you're living your truth
0: yeah that's such a good point it's such a good point it's like when you know yourself, like there's so many moving pieces. There's the communication, clear up your communication. So, your homework moving forward for all of you is you're going to clean up your communication. You're going to get to the fucking point in the most loving, respectful, neutral way possible. Ask for a solution. Done. Moving on. Then it comes to the self love piece. If you don't love yourself, you will not honor boundaries. You will not ask for your needs to be met, nor identify what your needs are. So, you're just going to keep going in this loop of like, desperate, trying to keep peace, trying to keep calm, trying to receive love in these like little itty bitty ways that are not going to be satisfying or gratifying for you. So it is a self-love journey. It is a discovery of self. And we're going to move through a lot of those topics as we continue on Bex and I here in our conversations for you, but let's give one big tool. What is your favorite tool in order to navigate this?
1: Um, just journaling, talking to my inner voice. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I'm just like, what the fuck are you feeling? And I let myself be toxic, vulnerable to myself. And I just it comes out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll take a video of myself talking as well, you know, and it just helps yourself become comfortable with opening up. Because sometimes you're just like, I don't know what I feel. But Mm -hmm. you got to start you know, journaling and doing these videos, and it just it'll come out. Mm
0: -hmm. Like
1: I've had, I've literally had conversations with myself. And like, it just came out. And I'm like, Oh, that's a good point, you know, and you feel fucking crazy. But Mm -hmm. like, shit, I want to heal myself, I want to get to my truth. So if you want it that bad, you're gonna get over that shit and just do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just having multiple conversations with myself, and then I, you know, coach myself like well where'd that come from you know it's it's just mm-hmm. inner conversation and and then you love yourself and you understand yourself and you're like okay well this let's do this now like let's move on this and what's
0: required yeah yeah i call it ego required. dumping like we have two operating mechanisms you've got your isness your soul your consciousness I and mean, then we've got our human component which is the ego self right this is not a bad thing your ego is responsible for so many things um, the good stuff, right? It's what creates with the soul, your life. So I call it ego dumping. The ego acts like a spoiled little toddler. It tells stories. It doesn't know what it needs. It, does, it can't discover it. Like you have to process it. So I ego dump in my journal. I used to do it once a week. I get my clients to always do it once a week, like usually Wednesdays, midweek, just check in. Um, but now I do it once a month where I'm like, what am I going through? Where's there lack in my life? Where am I frustrated? Where am I experiencing anxiousness? Where am I experiencing depression? Where am I experiencing these things? What's going on in an ego jump? And it's just, I let it all out on paper. So that it's not in here and it's not going to be projected onto anyone. And exactly like you said, through that process, you're going to be like, oh, this is what I'm feeling. What's underneath that? This is what's underneath that. And so I want you, all of our viewers to just go through, where is their lack frustration, anxiousness, depression, um, lack of affection? Where is Where is it in your life? Have a conversation with yesterday self and dive into what is, re- what's required here? What is it I actually desire to receive? And then how can I flip the boat? How can I lovingly go? This is what I'm experiencing. This is what I think the solution is. What are your thoughts? Are you capable? Are you willing to support me with that? And then navigate through from there. Yeah. right. Powerful tools. Amazing. Right.
1: And then love yourself. Look at all for your bodies. And what do I need right now? Like, I need love. Let's go for a walk. Let's, let's mm-hmm. play some guitar. Playing guitar makes me so happy, you know, and, and then you just do something loving for yourself of what you require. And then boom, mm-hmm. you don't have you don't have the desire to talk to any about it anymore. Anybody about it anymore, just because you already you got it out. You mm-hmm. resolved it.
0: Mm hmm. And I think that's a lot of what it is is like we feel unresolved. I think the majority of this whole conversation, like the umbrella of it all, is it's so hard to truly feel seen, heard, and valued. It's so hard in this world because everybody's wanting it. So who goes first? Right? And I see that in a lot of couples that I work with. I see that with a lot of youth that I work with. It's like, who goes first? How does this happen? Because if I give it, I'm not I might not receive it. So therefore, I don't want to, I'm scared, but it's not going to be reciprocated. And we're in this crazy world where that's sort of how it functions right now. So it's really challenging. So when we can self-fulfill that, it definitely helps. And then your vibration is going to change, which changes the whole outcome, but that's a different topic. Yeah. Right. All right. So followers have work to do. You've got homework for this session. Get on it. Let us know how it goes in the comments. And we're going to be moving into a deeper, um, We're going to break this apart even deeper in the upcoming podcast, we're going to move into codependency, we're going to talk about how to sort of break that cycle, like successfully sustainability, like and sustain that change, and feel good about it, but also how to recognize it, right? and my hold on, favorite topic yeah i know what's your favorite topic you're like oh, i can't <laughs> wait yes, yes i am the
1: master of codependency code
0: <laughs> i was the master of toxic vulnerability you can take codependency code we have the t-shirts Been oh. there done that fixed it done <laughs> all right guys thanks for tuning in we look forward to seeing you next time talk soon bye